Well, what's going on, everybody? Good to see each and every one of you. Hope that you're having a good summer. And I want to look into the camera and say a big hello to everybody watching online. Come on, Heartland family, help me welcome them to church today. I'm all the way fired up as we get ready to wind back into uh, our fall semester, uh, even though it's still hot. How many people know Texas heat? It just lasts longer than you want it to, uh, especially this year. Uh, but uh, I'm really excited about today. Let me tell you about a couple of quick things that are going on in our church so that you know what's up. Uh, and uh, next weekend starts uh, a new uh, series of growth tracks. Uh, would love for you to join us in the growth track if this is uh, your first time to HC or you've been coming over the last couple of months. We took kind of a pause in the summer months, uh, but now we're jumping back in. And if you would love for this church to be your home church or you'd love uh, to find out how to get plugged in and to make a difference with a group of people that are making a difference, this is uh, the space for you to start. And so next Sunday, following our 1130 worship experience, a little bit of information about us, uh, most of it is going to help you uh, determine if this is uh, the place you want to call home. And then we're going to help you uh, find some next steps in your life and really excited about that. And because a new month is coming, that means that it's time for all of our firsts that we do at the first of the month. Uh, so starting with first Wednesday is back uh, next Wednesday. I'm excited because Pastor Dan Dean is going to be speaking at first Wednesday. And uh, he's back uh, and excited about him uh, speaking to our church and sharing. And he's really going to kind of kick off a month for us that's very intense, uh, at least seeking after Jesus. And I'm going to talk to you about that uh, near the end today. Uh, and so I'm all the way fired up uh, about that. And then next week, uh, I'm starting a brand new series. I've, I've really not spoken much this summer. In fact, the last series that I did ended at the end of May. Uh, but you're about to hear a lot from me over these next couple of months. I've really tried uh, intently to get my heart ready and to prepare uh, to share some things with you. Uh, in fact, next week, I'm starting a series called Sew for Yourselves as we just get ready for what God wants to do uh, in the month of August. Uh, and uh, I can't wait for it and would love for you to be a part. Let me tell you about today uh, really quickly. Today is what we call Family Meeting Sunday. It's really us uh, sharing uh, about some vision in our church. And there's a verse in Proverbs 29. It just says this, that where there is no vision, uh, the people perish. Uh, we need vision in our life. We need vision for our future. We need it spiritually, relationally, and all sorts of different aspects of our lives. In fact, I love what the message translation says when it comes to this verse. Uh, put it up on the screen, guys, in Proverbs 29, verse 18. The message says, if people can't see what God is doing, uh, then they stumble all over themselves. In fact, some of you in this room may feel like you're doing just that. Feel like in your life right now, seems like we're just sort of relationally stumbling. Feels like stumbling in this area or this, that area. Well, it could be that you're not really clear on what God wants to do in your life or through you. Because when uh, people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, come on, everybody say these last two words with me. They are most blessed. They're most blessed, everybody. And we want you to live and the most blessed life that God has for you. So let me just tell you what's gonna happen. Here in just a moment, I'm about to invite some of our staff team to kind of share with you some vision uh, that we've been working on for, the, uh, for a while. Then we'll show you a quick clip of video, and then I'll come back at the end and just sort of uh, tie things up, and I'm gonna kind of whet your appetite with the thought going into next week. Does that make sense? Uh, but here to share some vision with me, I want to invite just a few people from our staff team to come up. So come on, come on, you guys, come on up. And as they're coming and as we make that transition, come on and give it up for them. Appreciate them right now. They do a lot around here. 
were fired all the way up uh, for them. And uh, of course, my wife, so excited to have her up here today. And uh, I want to say a big uh, hello to Cody Pierce. Uh, Cody is our small groups director here at HC. Uh, and then Pastor Becky Porter over here. Uh, Pastor oh, Becky. Her, her part was a little louder. That's okay. It's, it's all right. Applause, just a little louder. Uh, and uh, Becky's over all our missions uh, and uh, is our care pastor here at HC. And then all the way over on my right, your left, uh, Pastor Mikey Faulkner. Uh, you can't. Okay, so Pastor Becky, I understood, but I don't understand that. I, uh, I don't. He played to the crowd. He yeah. True. Yeah. He tried to motivate them. Um, Inside look at our staff meeting right yeah. there. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have uh, all of, or some of our team up here today. Uh, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to sort of spill the beans right at the front because I want you to understand uh, what we're doing. About uh, 18 months, even two years ago, I started really feeling a vision stirring in my heart uh, about a particular area of our church um, but didn't feel like any of those times were the right times to really launch it. And so I just sort of kept sitting on it. And this spring, I came to our team and just said, I feel like now is the right time um, for us to dig into this. And uh, so I'll just say this. We are launching a brand new groups model this fall. Okay, that's Let's go. Cool. That's sort of our, our big announcement that we want to share with you. And... Um, this is really important for our church, uh, the groups of HC, and particularly how people gather outside of Sundays is a big deal for us as a church. And so, Cody, I want you to talk. Cody's been a really big part of this process uh, with me as we've talked through this. Uh, but, Cody, how did we arrive at this place where we're talking about a, group, a new group's model? Absolutely. So I would say for the past couple of years, we have been doing a model that we would call the free market uh, system, meaning uh, for the leader, they could really choose and drive what kind of group they wanted to do as far as how it looks, communication of uh, what they're going to pr be presenting, and, and as well as doing like interest type of groups. Uh, and as well as for the attender to pick the and free to pick uh, any type of group that fits best what they are in. And so that was great, but we felt like there are some gaps. There were some blind spots. Okay, tell and us about that. What are those blind spots, or what are the things that you feel like led us to this? Yeah, so I think uh, the three things that we became evidently clear was that we had um, these blind spots. One was we, we saw that we needed an uh, easy entry group and a way for people who were new to meet other people. Um, so we felt like if you were to move in the middle of the semester, it was really hard yeah. to, for you to get into a group and not feel awkward and feel like, man, I, I, I don't want to go in the middle of this. So we needed an easier entry point. Uh, the second thing that we felt like we needed was we need and we saw a need to help people who wanted to grow spiritually and who really needed a guide uh, to help them get there. I think we've had a lot of great groups that have helped people and disciple people but there wasn't a structure. There wasn't something that overall from the church, from our team uh, all the way down, was communicating uh, something that could help people on the spiritual guide. And really, it came out of, that struggle came out of the tension of when Pastor Jesse would give the one-year challenge. Give us a year of your life, and after a year, come back and see me, right. 
uh, and if your life's not changed, I'll walk out the doors with us. Well, we take that challenge seriously. But we also started thinking, well, what if people give five years of their life? What if, what if they give 10 years of their life? What does that spiritual growth look like during that time? And so we felt like, man, we really need to work on something that helps. Like a base uh, with path. That. So yeah, yeah. And so then the third thing uh, is we just wanted to connect uh, the vision of our church, the four steps that I mentioned earlier, to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and to make a difference. We wanted that to fit our model and at the time, and, 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 it, it, and it hadn't. So. Okay, and so really important. So let's put this up. We want to, and by the way, you guys have a card uh, in your seats that has uh, these. Go ahead and take that card. You can look at it uh, there. Um, but go ahead and put that model up there. And look at it. It's so beautiful. It's so so well put Isn't together. That awesome? that is, Man, I wonder who did that. Good job, Cody. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, there you got a couple. There, stars. I did it. Affirmation, yes. Cody is a words of affirmation person, so. Yes, come up to great. me and tell me how great I did, and then <laughs> let's go eat. And then let's go eat. All right, so within this, there is basically two different arms yeah. of our new group structure. So talk about those two arms, introduce them. Yeah, so uh, what I would say is we're still giving people the freedom to choose the passion point that they want to teach from, but we're just being a little bit more strategic with it. We're giving, giving some language, giving help. Um, to make sure that it's the best group that it can be. So we've created these two arms that we're calling social groups and growth groups. And our social groups are exactly what they sound like. They are to help people connect relationally. And then our growth groups, although you'll still connect with people relationally, the intent is that we are growing and we are going on a spiritual journey together. It's growing. discipleship. It's discipleship. Yeah. Um, at its simplest form, it's discipleship, and, and that's the two arms. So it's like, it's like relationship, and some people want that. Yeah. And then other people want, like, I want to get in the Word. I want to learn the Bible. I, I want to study. And I if know, I make some friends along the way, that's cool. That's too. great. But that's not, that's yeah. not the real purpose. The right. Purpose I think it's just to help you to understand when you go to a group, you know exactly what you're getting into. Um, it is very intentional with, okay, if it's a social group, I know I'm there to meet people. I'm there to get uh, more relationship in my life. It's a growth group. That may happen, but again, we're there for discipleship. Okay, so we'll talk about this more in a second, but first talk about the social arm uh, because there's three different types of groups under the social arm, so talk about those. Yeah, so guys, if you want to throw the zoomed-in version on the screen for everyone to be able to see very pretty and nice, um, the two are really familiar. They are um, our Sunday Rewind. Uh, it's basically a, a recap of our Sunday messages. And then activities and interests. So that, are, hold on that's just a second. New. So a Sunday Rewind is just you come to a group and you discuss what happened on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's, we, take, we make questions from the message of whoever speaks that day and we just talk about it. Okay. Give, have a greater understanding. All right. Activities and interests, we are, uh, it's exactly how it sounds. Things around, centered around an interest. I talked to a gentleman after the first service. He loves to smoke barbecue and he I didn't know what you be, were about to say. I didn't know where you were going with that. I, 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 I didn't know like, where that was going. It's going to be a new type of group at <laughs> Heartland. <laughs> we're trying to reach everybody. I, I, I did. Okay. <laughs> All right, smoke barbecue. Barbecue. Okay, great. And so he wants to get a group of guys and help teach them how to properly make barbecue. And I thought that was a great 
idea. So just an interest that centers around the group to bring them together. And, and to hang out. And to like hang out. golf. Like golf. Yeah. I love golf. Please, someone make a golf group. So the newest type of group, though, that yeah. is really important. This is, is what we're super excited about. Is the dinner party. Yep. And let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, so dinner party is going to happen on one night of the week all across the Metroplex uh, on a Friday night, second and fourth Friday of the month. And we are wanting... Um, this to be the easy entry group. This is the type of group where if someone is new or if someone is just wanting to meet other people, this is the group for them because it's going to be happening um, just twice every other week. And this is a time where you will get together, you'll eat, you'll have fun. There's not going to be any kind of flow as far as with like a Bible study or anything like that. It's all about getting together, having a meal together, and just enjoying and getting to meet uh, new people. Yeah, that's and that's a big deal. And we actually really believe in this dinner party concept. We think that it's going to be a really, really strong uh, arm of our church. Mikey, talk about this, though, from the ministry standpoint. Like, we're really motivated about this because of the ministry part, right? A- absolutely. You know, I-, I think what I love so much about dinner parties is there are so many people that come into our church all the time that just want to get to know people. They want to hang out. They want to have relationships. And we don't want to just be a friendly church. We want to be a church where people have friends, right? And so we can help people get into those relationships and friendships uh, by by having these dinner parties. And what I love about the dinner parties is that the coworkers that you have, you know, the extended family members that you would like to invite to a connect group but always seem to kind of push back, they may not go to like a growth group where you're studying and diving deep into the book of Ephesians or something, but they may come to a party hosted at your house, say, hey, I've got some friends from church coming over, come hang out with us, we're going to have dinner together, and it's just going to be a lot of fun, and that gets them plugged in, helps grow our church, and we all want to see that happen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've all had friends who they, were, they will connect to other people before they connect to a church. Exactly, so yeah. good. So if, so if you have a friend who you want to see come to Christ, if you can connect them to some people who be, they become friends with in your church, they're more likely to come to your church because they've met people and they know people. Yeah, right? that's such a great point. I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about groups is that I have to attend the church to go to the group. We actually encourage you to invite your friends to your group first. Let them meet some people, and that would make their Sunday experience a whole lot better because they would know some people before even coming. Yeah, and I'm thinking of the guy who likes to smoke barbecue. Barbecue. That, barbecue. That barbecue. 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 A, a, a dinner party yep. you know, with all his Be great. smoked barbecue. Fantastic. Well, I think this is an excellent program because we have a friend who goes to HC, and she's so cute and bubbly, and she told us at dinner one night, she said, I just, I'm such a relational person, and I want to make friends. That's all I want to do is I want to make friends, and I know I'm new here, but I'm afraid that if I'm, like, lurking in the lobby, people are going to get creeped out by me, and so this dinner party idea is perfect for someone like that who just really wants a safe place to meet a friendly face, build a relationship from there, so then they can take the next step to do a different group and go a little bit deeper. So this is a really good program and we really need everybody to kind of step in and help us out on this one because I think it's going to be a huge blessing to people who have church hurt or to people who are just shy and nervous or who are coming to the front doors for the very first time. So that can be, I'm sitting here thinking about it, this can be super daunting 
to somebody like a dinner party. I've got to like host, I've got to cook, I've got to, that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, Talk about our answer to that. Uh, Really, our vision is for couples or it doesn't even have to be couples. Single people can do this. Anyone can host a dinner party. But our envisionment is that people will partner up with other people and... uh, (laughs) Envisionment. But keep going. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't know how to talk. okay. I don't know why I'm up here. Anyway. um, Because you're awesome. We we want them to partner together and have and kind of split the duties. Um, have someone focus on the food. Have someone focus on the host of the night, lay of the land. Uh, tell people uh, you can't go into that room, but you can go into that room. But please don't go into this. We room. all have that room. We all have that we? room. So one room. Uh, and then another one that is good with people. Good with. Uh, communication of people and get making sure everyone knows where to go and how to get there and, and so, organization. So the idea here is if we could get either three couples or three different people to tag team together. Yeah. One takes the food. One takes the hosting. One takes the calling everybody and getting them there and giving them the directions and all that. And then it rotates. We think that could be a, a winning strategy. Yeah, and I think it's a great group to if you've never led a group. This would be a great start. Because it's all focused on people. Right. It's not focused on preparing, on anything, but your job or your duty that you are over. So if you are a person that loves to host, then all I have to do is open up my home and host. Great. I, I, I think that that would be a great start. I loved that cheer. I love that yeah, cheer. I'm coming to talk to that person after. Yeah. Come find me. You better be ready. I want you. Be ready, be ready, be ready. Okay, so that's the social arm, but we're also really excited you're doing a great job, by the way. Talk Thank to you. us about Thank the, you for your the growth groups side <laughs> of all of this. I said that one right. Talk about the growth group side of this. The growth groups are fantastic. I think that they, uh, this is where we align with the vision of our church, to know God, to find freedom, discover purpose, and to make a difference. And we have these four arms, and each group will be connected to that vision. So, Uh, To start with, we have the know God. That's going to be a lot of foundational things, Uh, a Christian essentials type group where where if you're starting in your faith, this is a great start uh, to to learn more about what does it look like to be a Christian. Uh, The prayer force group. Yeah, talk about about. prayer force. Tell them what prayer force is. Prayer force is going to be something that I really believe could change our church uh, because it's going to help people in their journey and learning how to pray. We talk about come to a prayer service that's an hour long, go pray for it by yourself. That's daunting for some people. But I think prayer force can help people in learning how to pray and make the most of your prayer time. Um, and I think it would be great. So the No God group's very foundational. What about the Find Freedom group? Find Freedom, we are gonna recognize this because it's our freedom curriculum. Yes. Um, and I, if you haven't, done a freedom group yet, this is your semester. This is the, this is a fantastic program that we've been doing for the past four or five years, and it's going to continue. But the thing that we are excited about is having people help us create a freedom 2.0, where it's a Holy Spirit living. Okay, I've gotten, I've settled some things in the past. I'm moving forward. Uh, but I need some help along the way. We want to create that kind of a class for people. That's great. 
And so, and then the next two, discover your purpose and equipping. These are more getting people like into the ministry aspect. Yeah, right? empowering them, you know, like really developing them. So we'll have personal personal development kind of classes that people can do. Uh, and then we have a great program that we've just started called Lifeline that Pastor Becky has actually been, and it actually helps with the pastoral care aspect. Talk about Lifeline for just a second. Okay, Lifeline is Lifeline. Um, to hope. It's from Hope for the Heart, June Hunt. It's very biblical. It's about being a lay caregiver, which is what we call people that aren't a pastor and aren't a, aren't a professional counselor. So it's all y'all. Okay. All y'all. All y'all. This lifeline teaches us how to listen well, how to direct people to what the Bible says and how to walk alongside of someone. Say they actually are going through a crisis and they still need to go see a counselor. We're still walking through them because we're in community together. But we can't answer all of the questions of the world. We can't speak into the people into your world, but you can. This program helps us do that well and bring it back to the Lord. So it's really, it's teaching people how to minister to others yes. well, especially yeah. in difficult situations. Mm -hmm. What a tool to have in your, in your arsenal or in right. your pocket to know, like how many people never feel qualified, you know, well, I'm not, I can't do that. Somebody else has to do that. Well, we want to teach you how to be the, the members are the ministers, yeah. right? We're yeah. teaching and equipping we want you. want to empower you how to do that. Yeah. And then, and then our equip groups. Yeah. So our equip groups, I really feel like they fit into what we deal with in our everyday lives, our marriages, our parenting, our financials. Um, and, and these are groups, they, this is where the passions groups can come. You know what I mean? The, based off people's passions, we can find different groups and different curriculums to help equip you in your everyday life um, and really give you the tools that you need um, and to help you in, in living life. And one thing that we've um, already begun, the inaugural happened, and I would love for Pastor Dusty to talk on this, is Leadership University. Yeah, so Leadership University is a leadership pipeline development program. Uh, it's a 26-week program. It starts in the, in the fall and in the spring. And we took uh, 70 people through it this, uh, this past year. In fact, any Leadership University students in the room yell at me, uh, a few of them. And really what we're doing through this, this program is we're teaching people how to lead. Uh, we're teaching them what it looks like in the body of Christ to become the leader that God's called them to do. It's a really, it was an awesome uh, series of weeks. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think they did too. Uh, and yes, so that's did. one of our equip uh, classes. All right, so yeah. we're six weeks out from groups still. Uh, September 11th, if September I'm not September 11th mistaken. is the launch of our fall semester. So why are we doing this so early? Talk about that and yeah. what our next steps are today. I mean, really, I, I think it's, we're talking about it because groups are important. We don't want to just be a church that does group. We want to be a church of groups yeah. that, that we meet throughout the week. We fellowship throughout the week. We, we grow together throughout the week, but we come together on a Sunday. And how awesome would it be that that's the culture of our church is that we all make the commitment yeah. to joining a group or leading a group or being a part. And so in these next six weeks, we want you to join the journey. Uh, we want you to, to let us know that you're interested. We want to have a conversation with you to, to fit uh, the group or group if you're leading. We want to make sure that that group is perfect for you and exactly what you want to do and what you're passionate about and make sure that it fits within this amazing model. Uh, and so we wanna have those conversations uh, and we want you apart. 
uh, let's go. And so, so Mikey, tell them about this card. Like, what are they doing with this? Yeah, absolutely. So the card that you have in your hand um, has a QR code on it. And so if you're interested in leading a group, which, by the way, this is a huge deal for our church. Like, this is going to be a culture thing for our church. You're going to see a lot, or hear a lot of people, like, ask you in the lobby, hey, how you doing? What group are you a part of? Yeah. Are you leading a group? You know, it, it's going to be a big deal for us because I, I think that so many of us have, like, a five- and ten-year plan for our families and for our finances, but how great would it be if we had a five- or ten-year plan for our spiritual life and for the spiritual life of our families? And so by going through these growth groups, maybe you've been here for a really long time and you're saying, man, I, I, I've gone through the groups. I, I know what it's all about. Well, maybe God's calling you to lead a group so you can bring some people up underneath you. Yeah. There's right. young people in our church that need people like you, that need spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers. And so if that's you today, we really would love for you to scan that code with your phone, um, go out and talk to our team in the lobby. We've got a booth set up next to the wood wall. And we just want to hear from you. We want to know what kind of group you'd like to lead. We want to know when you're available for meeting dates. And, and uh, it's just a, a way for us to know, hey, we want to reach out to you. We want to get coffees and lunches and, and Zoom calls together with you and, and just help provide details that maybe we're, we're missing today. Yeah, and I, I think August is going to be a huge month of preparation and just getting ready because there are people that are not in this room that are going to be coming in the fall that are going to be looking for a group. So we want to use this time and make as many groups as possible so that we can have avenues to send people. We can have lanes for people to go uh, and join a group that fits best their schedule in life. Yeah, this is so exciting. Kendra, what are you most excited about when you're looking at the groups model? Like, what, what is moving you? You know, the bottom line is this. <laughs> Come on, say it. We really do mean it when we tell you this over and over again. You were not meant to do life alone. Right. That's Plain right. Plain and simple. And we have gone out of our way to provide as many opportunities and avenues for you to build relationship so that you have someone that you can call that understands your story or maybe just someone that you can just hang out with. The world wants to throw all kinds of bad options your way and here we are providing you with some wonderful relationship, a church community that's gonna encourage you, empower you, love on you, support you and be with you and literally do life with you. And there's so many ways that you can do that. And I really hope that if you're a family here today, you guys sit down and you talk about it and just ask the Lord, where do you want us to be? Where do you want us to plug in? And how do you want us to do this? What are you trying to grow and stir in us? And if you're a single person, I want you to do the same thing. You have a purpose in your life. You have a calling on your life. And this is just another baby step to help get you guys to where God has intentionally planned for you to go. So... Real quick, I want to ask this question because it's a tension. Anytime we talk about groups, I feel like this tension exists. And the tension is why is it, why does it seem like in church, which is supposed to be the most accepting and loving place, and you know, why does it seem to be, Pastor Becky, that the church for some people is the hardest place to connect, to find genuine friendships and relationships? Ooh, that's a really good question, <laughs> Pastor Dusty. I feel like, well, I was just talking to someone earlier today about this. We, we, we come to church and we feel like we've got to have this uh, image. We've got to put on our face when we come into church and everything's so good and I'm so highly blessed, you know, but sometimes <laughs> yeah, you just need, <laughs> y'all say that, don't you? I'm so blessed. Come on. Yeah. We fought the whole way here. Okay. Yeah, the kids would not listen good. Little Skippy's wearing two different shoes. <laughs> Little Skippy. 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 
little skippy. Little skippy. Let's be real, okay? So when we come to church, we feel like we have to be something we're not. That is not what we're creating here. We want groups of people. We know each other. We're racing to church because we want to tell them about the night that we had because we didn't text them last night. We're excited to know each other and speak life into each other and share our gifts from, with one another. But if we don't do that, we continue to not connect in our church. And then the world suffers because we aren't bringing Jesus' light out. You so know, um, I met a sweet person first service. It was her first time here. And she asked me point blank, she said, is your church motorcycle friendly? And I thought, what an odd, I said, you mean there's churches that aren't motorcycle friendly? I'm so confused. <laughs> you know, she said, well, you know, like, well, if I come in dressed like this, is this okay? And I was like, I don't care how you get here, just get here and what you're wearing. But that's the kind of stuff. I mean, you have no idea where someone's coming from or the experiences that they have had. And what a wonderful opportunity. I tell y'all all the time, we have the best people here at HC. So what a great opportunity for us to open our arms, learn to love and grow in the same time by just bringing people in and bring them closer to him. I want to make sure that I say this. I think in our church, there are kind of two different groups of people. Okay. There are people who have been here for a very long time or people who have come into relationship. They have community. And generally speaking, you come on Sundays and you got your people and you're sitting with friends and you know, you're good. But I want you to know that there is another group of people here at this church. And it's the people who are longing to connect, yeah. who feel lonely when they come to church, yeah. who are waiting for somebody to talk to them. And as our church has grown over the last couple of years and in this season, uh, we've had a lot of, and I'll talk about this in a second when I come back, but it's an influx of people after COVID who are just looking for a change. Yeah. And as a result of that, they're looking and they're not asking, is this church a place that I can believe? They're asking, is this church a place that I can belong? Yeah, that's the greatest that's question. And so we have to find the answers to those questions first. Can people belong here? Do I belong? Do I have people? Do I have friends? When I come to church, am I going to sit by myself and then leave? Or am I going to find community here? And I just want to tell every single person that maybe feels that way, it's going to take intentionality and time for you to find relationship. And for those people who are on the other side, it's going to take your intentionality and your willingness to open yourself up to others for those people to find friendships. You need new friends, right? Can I Pastor say Becky? something about that? Um, you are not disqualified. I'm, I'm looking everybody in the eye right now. You are not disqualified. You are not disqualified. I don't care about your past. Nobody does. We feel like if we get into a group, people are going to know my stuff. No. The judgments fall when we come together because we realize how alike we are. And we have to do that. You are not disqualified. We need you in this church. We need your gifts in this church. And this church needs to pour into you. Okay? That's so good. So come good. on, give it up for that. Like, that's strong. And, and PD, I think another, you know, another hangout that people have is they're always like, I just feel like if I walk into a group, I'm not going to know anybody and it's going to be super awkward, right? And I would look at those people and say, you know what? Going to the first place, going for anywhere for the first time is going to be awkward. Sure. Like, can we just say that? Like, it's going to be awkward the first time that you go. But if you don't like it, Cody, can you speak to this? If they don't like it, they don't have to just stop, right? Full permission right now as the group's director that if you don't like the group the first time, you are allowed to go to the next group. And if you don't like that group, you can go to the next group. The problem is, is that too many people go to, they try it once, they didn't like it, they quit. They, don't, they stop 
going through that tension of, I just don't want to do this. You have to be intentional. You have to push through the barrier of it's going to be awkward. Um, And you got to find your tribe. I think that's the thing that's the most important to us is that you find the people that you connect with. So keep trying. You know, the bottom line is this. (laughs) I love the bottom line, Pastor Kendra. Bring the bottom line right now. We all have different preferences and tastes and ideas and creativity. Can I just tell you, if you've been following his Facebook or Instagram story, you would know that I have about 20 different colors of paint right now going on in my living room because I cannot make a decision. They may or may not all look the same. They are in the same family. (laughs) What does that mean? Anyway, my point is you can go to a group and it's okay if it doesn't exactly fit what you're looking for in that moment. Like Cody said, you have a free pass. It's okay. And you can even create a script. You know, just say, oh, remember PK said I could try a different group just to make sure this is the one. Just do that because everybody has been in that process before. So you're not well, going to offend here, anybody. No one's going to get hurt. We love you and want what's best for you. Here's the thing, too, is that what the leaders will be trained and, and will do is they'll help you find the group that best fits you. That's right. It's not, it's not just, oh, you don't want my group shunned. No, it's <laughs> shunned. I am going unshunned. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to help you find the group that best fits you and what you're looking for. But if you can't find the group that you want so badly to join, it may be because you haven't started it yet, okay? Hallelujah. Uh Say it, PB. Mic drop again. Remember, she was your favorite at the beginning of this. So, (laughs) all right, we have a, we we gotta go. We've got a video here, uh, some different people in our church. We said, well, it's one thing you hear it from us. What if you hear it from some people who sit uh, on the same rows that you sit and in how groups have changed their life. So check out this quick clip uh, that we want to show you real quick as we change the stage around. The greatest impact that groups has made on our life was in our transition when we moved from California to Texas. It was a really tough move. And in the first weekend, we, we made it out to a group and made a bunch of friends who are now lifelong friends of ours who have been there for us through many trials in our lives. Hi, uh, my name is Eden Eden Grayson, and I, if I were to share with you um, how groups have impacted me, the main thing I would have to share with you is family. Um, groups are family. They are friends. They are uh, accountability partners. <laughs> they are. Um, they are truly a gift of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know any other way to explain it. Once you allow your heart and your mind to be open to actually being in the group, um, it changes. Hi guys, I'm Jason. This is my wife, Charla. We just wanted to talk to you about our group experience. Well, and our group experience started with freedom groups. He was invited to a men's group and I was invited to a women's group separately by different people. And they happened to be on the same night, but you know what? That made it even more inconvenient, more difficult for us because we got kiddos and we juggling all their activities, you know, and it was just, it was not a convenient time. Um, And it was not a good time in our marriage, but we all have lived by the motto of say yes and figure it out when you get an opportunity. And we did. Kind of like Pastor Dusty talks about, you know, just give a year of your life, just keep saying yes. That's what I did. I didn't really want to, but, um, you know, we, we really weren't in a good spot at the time. Um, 
when we started, and I think by the time we finished, I mean, everything had changed. Everything. So why a group? Because groups has allowed us to connect with one another, build relationships, and do life together. As well as getting to know God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, while making a real difference. I, I got asked what does group mean? This family, small groups of family. Hey Heartland, my name's Chase, and I wanted to talk a little bit about groups. Um, groups have had a huge impact on my life, not necessarily with what was offered at the group, but who I did it with. Some of the, my best friends, even my groomsmen, came from groups that I attended. Uh, I decided to jump all in and do the one-year challenge that some of you have heard about. And if it was offered, I was ready to go. So every semester, I joined a group. And every time I left with a new friend, somebody that I could call, somebody that I could talk to, and I knew that even after that group semester ended, I had a lifelong friend. Come on, give it up for all those people today. That's awesome. I know you see the screen and you're like, is he about to preach a whole message here? I'm not, okay? I, I have just a quick thought that I wanna close with today. Um, and I am coming to a close. I, I just wanna share with you, I wanna whet your appetite uh, for next week. I think one of the reasons we're talking about all this right now is I think we're standing on one of the most important times, the edges of one of the most important times in the history of Christianity in this nation. And I personally think how churches choose to respond to this in America will determine a lot, not just in our nation, but around the world. We're, we're now in a few years into a global pandemic, uh, in our world, and at least in America, here's what we've learned in our churches for just a second. Number one, it's this, that COVID separated casual and committed attenders. So in America, generally speaking, those who were involved, here's what COVID taught us. Those who were involved became more involved. Those who were moderately involved stayed moderately involved. But those who were on the fringe in their faith completely stopped attending during COVID. In fact, those people in churches across America have not returned really to church today. Uh, and when you add in the political climate of everything that's taken place, when you add in uh, the racial tension that we've dealt with in our nation over the last couple of years, it's created a divide, so to speak. In fact, you know, you talk about civil war or something like that, there is a civil unrest that is taking place with half of the nation feeling one way and half the nation feeling the other, other way. And what's happened is, depending on, I guess, the church's personality and makeup, and if, if a church had or was reaching a lot of what you could call people who are on the edge of their relationship with God, it's greatly impacted their church. I mean, greatly. I, I know churches today that are at 40. In fact, Pastor Linton talked about his church last weekend, one of our overseers, 40, 50%. Uh, what his church was before. And there are very few churches that I know of that have grown over the last two years. Our church has really actually done phenomenal through COVID. I think we're at 88% uh, of our attendance pre-COVID, which is awesome. But that was just the first thing I wanted to note, separated casual. The second thing is it became a great reset for people 
and their church. And this is kind of funny to me, but it became the perfect time that if you didn't really like your church or kind of on the fringe, you just left your church. Uh, you went to a new one. Why? Because no one knew. Uh, no one knew that you, were, you could just slip away uh, into uh, the distance. And uh, it, I would tell you, it's a very strange, it was a very strange time to pastor people because you didn't know where people were. You know, some people were gone. You just thought maybe they were just watching online. Come to find out, they, they left your church six months ago. Uh, and, but you just didn't know it. And other people came in droves. Some of you identify with this because you started attending this church in the middle of the, the pandemic. A lot of people watched this during the middle of the pandemic. So it became a great reset. But there's a third thing that happened. And this is why I'm telling you all of this from the get-go. And it's that COVID created new spiritual habits in people. Some good. But I want to say this. Some not good. People started participating at home. People started golfing on Sunday mornings. People started having a breakfast, started sleeping in. And I think what COVID did is it expedited a problem that we have right now in our nation. And this is the problem. We're becoming less spiritual as a, as a country. Over the last 20 years in America, the average church size has decreased from 137 people to 65 people in the last 20 years. In 2021, for the very first time ever, church membership dropped below 50% in our nation. Only 36% of millennials are a part of a church today. And I don't want to freak you out. I'm just trying to set you up for what I'm going to be talking about over these next couple of weeks. But I truly believe we're living in the beginning of the end right now. I truly believe it. I think the signs are right now starting to be fulfilled that we're on the doorstep. And I don't want to get too far ahead of my message, but, but this... This has been building in my heart for like three months now. This scripture, Matthew 24, says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. I'm going to tell you that's happening in our country right now. But the ones who stand firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then notice the end. And then the end will come, is what the Bible says. And can I just tell you, as a pastor... The number one thing I've thought about over the last two years that has consumed my mind, can I tell it to you? It's not attendance, it's not money, it's not groups, it's not America, it's not racism, it's not homosexuality or transgenderism or politics or the president or the economy. The number one thing that I've thought about is this question. Are, are God's people, the people that you've called us to lead in this church, are they hot or are they cold? Are they hot when it comes to their faith, or are they cold? Almost every weekend, I sit over here and I stand in this seat as we're worshiping, and this question goes through my mind almost every weekend without fail. Is, is our posture right now a hot posture or a cold posture? Are we giving as a church our best to God in worship right now? Are, are we like, are we full of passion? Are we in our Bibles? Are we praying? Are we worshiping? Are we sharing? Are we building others? Are we loving people? Are we, are we ready to grow? Are we ready to learn? Are we ready to love? Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to serve? Or are we comfortable? Are our cushy seats and our coffees on the weekend, no diss on those things, but are we, are we just kind of happy and content to the point that without realizing it, we've drifted 
to kind of a cold space? Do we show up on Sunday with a deep desire to learn and to worship Jesus, hungry for his word in our life? Or are we just content with a coffee and attendance check mark next to our name? And I, I'm going to tell you real quick, the preview of the fall. You want, you want a preview of what this fall is going to be about? It's going to be the basics. Prayer and repentance and relationships and spiritual growth and coming back to a passionate place where we need God with everything that we have. In fact, can I just, can I just say this to you? For some of you, I'm calling you back right now. Not into church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm calling you back into a life of, I'm going to lay down my life and pick up my cross and follow Jesus. It's a call that is not casual about God. It's a call to biblical truth. I'm going to tell you something. I, there's just, I don't know what's in me, but there's a courage in me right now that I'll talk about stuff that I don't even care anymore. Because the world is feeding you a lie about what is truth. And I'm telling you, the Bible has some things to say about it. And you better know it if you want to live in this kind of a climate. You've got to know what the Word of God says. I'll close with this thought. A few years ago, we were on a, we did like a, like a getaway trip. It was like a vision retreat. And we were asking questions, Kendra and I. And one of the questions that we were reading out and that we had to ask back and forth is relationally between the two of us. I asked her this question, what, do you, what is the thing that you desire or want the most in our marriage? And it wasn't talking about like cleaning the house, you know, and all that sort of stuff, although those things are important. But she answered the question, I'll never forget this. She said, I want to feel chased after she thought about it for a moment. I want to feel chased and pursued. I was like, girl, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I think our heavenly father's kind of like that. I think he wants to be desired by you. I think he wants to be chased by you. I think he wants your time and your energy. I think he wants like your thoughts that are in your mind. And so listen to me. Over these next, this next season, like, like make, make pursuing Jesus a priority. As we go into this next month, everybody, like personal prayer time, personal devotion time, worship. Like let's get back. We're going to get back to pursuing Jesus personally, everybody. But not just that. We got to worship, make corporate worship a priority too. I talked about this a few weeks ago. There's something about coming together and worshiping God in spirit and in truth. In fact, when we get in into the month of August, we're doing a week called Seek Week. I need you to put it down like on your calendars, make it a priority. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get there because the 21st through the 23rd, we're calling it Seek Week. It's Nights of Revival is what it is. And, and I'm gonna talk to you next week about revival, like some attributes of what revival is. Revival isn't doing church a lot. That's not what revival is. Revival is you personally reviving something in you to go after God with everything in your heart. And you need these kind of corporate experiences to help push and help propel you forward. And so, like you'll notice Sunday night, uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, like we're gonna be having church uh, and I've got some of the most 
gifted, spiritually amazing communicators who understand my heart and my desire of what we're pursuing. And you'll notice here the times, like this is confusing to some people. It says for Sunday night, it starts at five and it starts at six. Why is that? That's because before every service, there's gonna be a prayer service. So instead of, the service will start at six, but really the service starts at five because for those who want, we're just gonna pray for an hour before the service starts. Our worship team's gonna be up here, like our team understands, fully committed to this. And so when you come in at 6 p.m. that night, some of you, like, like the service will already, it'll just flow right into the next one. The prayer will just flow right into the worship uh, for that night. And, and we're gonna just be a people that's hungry for God's presence. Listen, we need it. We gotta chase, everybody. We, we gotta start chasing again. We gotta take time to corporately pray and corporately pursue and chase after the heart of God. And then this last thing is you gotta make pursuing relationships with believers a priority, everybody. That's why we've taken a whole Sunday and talked about this today. Can I tell you one of the reasons that there's been some people that have fallen away in this time is because the Bible doesn't lie. Iron sharpens iron. And people have lived separated lives and they've gotten comfortable from staying away from others. But I'm gonna tell you, when you make the investment into relationship, it strengthens your life, it edifies you, it encourages you, and it builds you toward the things God has for your life. We need each other, everybody. We need each other. And so I'm calling you to it. In fact, I want you just to stand all over this room today. And I want you just to put your hands and a posture of just, just surrender and just seeking for just a moment. Just, and I want you just to pray with me and just ask the Lord in this moment. I ask the Lord, how, how do we close a Sunday like this where we've talked about so much? And I just want to close it by just praying a prayer of, Lord, we just, we're a church. We're just asking you right now. We, we want your presence over this next month and in the months ahead. Come on, just, just pray that right now. I need your presence, God. I'm asking right now, Lord Jesus, for the, for the Spirit's power right now to just come into this place and just begin an atmosphere, Lord. Let, let us set it right now of expectation. Lord, we're just asking that in this next season, don't let us settle for, for church as usual, for an atmosphere as usual, for a Sunday experience as usual. Make us a people that are hungry to chase after you, to chase after your presence, to get in the word, to let you change our lives all over again. Lord, re, re, let us renew that first love experience that was in our hearts. And oh God, we pray right now that our children would come alive to the gospel, that people would come alive, that our family would come alive to the gospel. Lord, we don't, we don't wanna conjure something, but we're asking that the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit falls in this place, oh God. We need it, oh, we're asking for it, Lord. Let it happen amongst us. Let it happen between husbands and wives spiritually, Lord. Let it happen in families. Let a, let a spiritual renewal take place. And Lord, let relationships be birthed. And we thank you for it, God. Do a work in us that we can't do on our own. We can only do through you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. We pray. Come on and clap your hands and say amen. I genuinely love you guys. I love getting to be your pastor. It's such a thrill in my life. Uh, I want to thank you for supporting us through your giving. When you go out today, 
uh, exit the parking lot, just look to your right. There's a brand new box truck that we just purchased for our first Saturday food distributions. And uh, really excited about that. In fact, this coming Saturday uh, is our first Saturday experience. The first Saturday of the month, we serve our community. Uh, And so we start with prayer at 9 a.m. And then at 10 p.m., we do different service projects around the community. We'd love for you to join us. But for weeks and weeks and months and months and even a couple of years, we've been loading up food for our food distributions in the back of people's cars and taking it to the different areas that were needed. Well, now we've got a brand new box truck to meet all those needs. And I'm so excited about all the people that we're going to be able to help feed in the middle of everything that's going on uh, in our world like that. So thank you. There's so many little ways that you make a difference each and every week. You can give online. You can give in the boxes that are in the hallway today. It's such a thrill. Listen, go out to our, ste- our uh, what am I trying to say? Our group's table today and uh, talk to Cody and talk to our team. We'd love to meet you and say hi. If you're a guest with us, go out and pick up uh, just a little coffee on us. And next week, guys, I'm excited about this. We dedicate uh, our brand new coffee uh, cafe. It's going to be exciting. Opening it up. And uh, you're going to love it. We've been holding off on showing it to you. Next week, we'll show it to you. We're so excited. So. Uh, Come ready to get your caffeine addiction on, all right? Uh, We love y'all so much. Father, we pray for every person in this room today. Thank you for the experience uh, of being able to worship with them. Use them this week. Lord, be with their families and their jobs, their health. Lord, thank you for blessing our church and being with every family. We love you and we uh, thank you today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, say amen. Amen. Our team's gonna sing you out today. Have a great week. You're dismissed. God bless you. Come on, team. Let's sing them out today.